Well, hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think, live, and make decisions. And when everyone disagrees, how do we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all the information overload and choose what governs our lives? Well, we've been processing these things, and our leadership is praying for all of us, so we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Hi, Jeff. Joe. How are you? I'm here. How are you? I'm doing fantastic right now. Fantastic. Yeah, so if you're not watching, we're standing for this one. We are. And it honestly, it feels fantastic. It was wonderful. The stools in here are like medieval torture devices. I mean, they are, for those of you watching, I mean, they're just steel stools. Yeah. Like, they're not... You just sit on metal. Awesome. You know, our last our last podcast, we talked about doing things with excellence. We need to bring that value into these stools. I, that's true. <laughs> we can do better than these stools. We do not sit on excellence <laughs> for this podcast. Oh, it's my terrible. goodness. It is terrible. Well, uh, today we uh, hit another submitted question. By the way... Oh, yeah. Before we go st- stop talking about seating, have you ever looked into... I was looking into... So I was watching Shark Tank, of course. and they have this. Uh, they had this chair that helped you sit up straight. Okay, and I'm a sloucher, Joe. I'll be honest. <laughs> I got a major hump in my back. I mean, just to be honest. If, if I could stand up straight, I'd be I'd be six two, right? So I was like, you know, I probably could you because I sit a lot, you know, uh-huh. in the office, and so I'm like, I could probably use a chair like that. So I I watched the Shark Tank episode. I don't remember what the chair was called, but I googled it. They're like. $3,000. What? I, it's crazy. Like, you ever look at these high-end office chairs? They're, like, ridiculously expensive. Oh, my gosh. So I'm like, I just deal with my back problems. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Advil's like, what, 20 cents? <laughs> 20 cents a pill? Not even, probably. <laughs> uh, it, it's horrible. Oh, man. So like, that's the problem, Joe. I can't afford to have good posture. <laughs> I, that's a great confession. I like that. <laughs> I, uh, I had to get a new chair, uh, I don't know, maybe it was like two years ago now. Like, mine was just, you know, the 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 pleather was falling off yeah. and ripping off, and it was just squeaking like cra- it was it was it was time. And uh, I mean, it was everything I could muster to even admit that I needed a new chair because even the basic ones, like you know, it's like oh, for three hundred fifty dollars, you could have this normal chair. I'm like, for how much? I know it's crazy. It's just a chair. Yeah, my mine is. My my pleather is falling off of mine too, and then mine is like this big comfy chair. So you slouch in it, uh-huh. you know, because you can almost take a nap in it. And uh, oh, I have in yours. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was looking at good ones, but I'm like, this is crazy. I was looking at a couple years ago, like at these standing desks. Oh yeah, they're crazy. So I built my own. Yeah, I got my own. But I haven't upgraded the chair. I can't. I don't want to build my own chair. I don't think I can. No. Well, so. you, you you could. Yeah. <laughs> but would it hold you? It and... would be a lot like these stools. Yes, it would. <laughs> uh, well, we got another submitted question for today, and uh, this one comes from one of our listeners, of course. And she says, uh, "My father is over seventy years old, uh, and seems to have like landed on the God question for himself." And unfortunately, by not accepting him, by not yielding to God. And so, Jeff, what, what would you suggest by trying to get him closer to choosing God? I, I feel like I pray and encourage my dad, he's, but he's pretty stubborn. Uh, what would you suggest in these cases where family members do not accept God? Or I might ask it in even a little bit more uh, almost snarky way, 
shouldn't we just let them rest in the decisions they've made at the end of their life? Like, what what do you say to someone in these scenarios? Uh, I definitely would not let them rest in it. Yeah, if you, you wouldn't look at a drowning person saying they're 70, they're not worth saving. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so this is life and death, you know, the soul is at stake. Um, so I actually would would suggest the opposite. Like I, I would be more passionate, more direct uh, the older someone gets. That I, I think I think like in all things, in a situation like this, you have to lean into your relationship with that person. Mm. And so um, what should you do? I would say it depends. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you would look at your father or loved one and say, I think they know what I believe. I would say you need to erase that doubt from your mind. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and what I would do in that situation is I would I would sit down with them. And I would say, Dad, can I share something with you about my? Fa-? I would tell them ahead of time about mm-hmm. my faith, honey. You know what I think we talked about. Can I, Dad? Can I just? Would you please let me? Just have and and if your dad loves you and I'm sure he does, he a dad's going to say yes to that, right? Uh, maybe that's like, Dad, would you watch this with me, this sermon series or The Chosen or The Bible Project? It just depends on kind of what their objections are. Mm-hmm. You know, Dad, would you watch this with me or read this with me and talk to me? It's all I'm asking from you. What That's what I want for Christmas. Sure. Uh, like literally, that's mm-hmm. a, a way to do that. And so I would lean into relationship, and and I think what we have to do as loved ones is we have to look and say, um, regardless of how they interact with Christ, I am confident I did my best. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that is hard, because I'm saying this objectively. If I was talking about my family, I would be you know more subjective, but just objectively, I have to be able to look and say... Um, I did the best that I could do. Uh, I can stand before the Lord with without guilt or without uh, question that I gave the best of myself to try to help my loved one know and follow Jesus. And and now I have to entrust them to a just and merciful God. Yep. And uh, and do that. I I think that's the way that you do it. Now I would add to that. And don't give up. Mm-hmm. So maybe have the conversation where you know there's clarity. You might go back to that. Depends on your relationship a little bit. Certainly pray minimum daily uh, that God will work through them. And then I would say don't give up. I had a friend a few years ago. Um, his father was kind of like this this listener's father. Um, and he had done everything I just said. Like he had gone through it all and his father had a stroke mm. and was in the hospital <clears throat> and he called me on the way to the hospital he's like my dad had a stroke I don't think he knows Christ what should I do I said tell him again and I said even if he's unconscious tell him again and so he went his dad was a little bit lucid he could he could understand what's going on and he told him again and he accepted Jesus on his deathbed and, and passed away a, a couple hours later. Uh, I've gone to the hospital many times uh, and and had people in comas, and and um, sometimes families will call me or you. You've done mm-hmm. it, a pastor, 
and help them make the decision whether they should turn machines off and those kind of things. And I will – I'll do this in front of the family, but I will lean down by a person's ear and I will speak – the gospel into them. Mm -hmm. If they're a believer, I'll try to speak comfort and like, you know, the Lord's going to be with you. If they're not a believer, I will say, this is who Christ is. And uh, if you can hear me, I I encourage you to accept Jesus Mm -hmm. right now and ask for the forgiveness of your sin. Because nobody knows what they hear or don't hear. And then we really don't know what the Holy Spirit's doing in their heart. Absolutely. So as much as it's up to me, I can proclaim the good news. So I would I would add to that like don't give up, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and, and don't and don't be manipulative, right? But be clear, like Dad, this is so important to me. I want you to know. Yeah, I was just going to ask that, like, you know, communicating why is this so important to me? Yeah, and not just the factual side. This is so important because if you don't do this, it's like. Dad, my heart is breaking. Right, and, <laughs> and I I fear that your soul's at stake. Uh-huh. You know, I I would say those things because that's not that's true. That's mm-hmm. not manipulative. Right. And and I want to be with you in heaven. And I I I am afraid you're not going to be there. And uh, you know, I did this and this. It's not what the Bible says. And mm-hmm. and and I just think you have to do that. And and the brutal reality is is that. Um, most people will not uh-huh. yield to that. I mean, it's just tragic, but they won't. And that's where that's what I mean. Like, at a minimum, you have to look and say, "I, I was, I honored my father uh-huh. uh, or my loved one by doing the best that I could do to uh-huh. to share the the truth with them." Jeff, what types of things would you suggest? Uh, we focus on like should we make sure all of our factual ducks are in a row should we focus on let's start at the beginning in genesis i mean like whether it's heartbeat or tone or mindset like if we're trying to share with a loved one maybe in any stage of life like what are the types of things that should be at the forefront of our mind a uh, prayer and relationship mm-hmm. information is not important uh because you have the right information, you know you know that they need Jesus, that they need the forgiveness of their sin, and you know that they have to yield their heart to God. So mm-hmm. you've got the information. Um, if they have specific questions, then you can engage in those questions. A great place for conversation. But you're not going to debate someone into following Jesus no. because following Jesus is an act of love. It's not an act of will. Mm. It's not an act of the mind. And so when Jesus says, "Love me with your heart, soul, and mind and strength." Uh, you, you, your your spouse didn't debate you into marrying him, <laughs> you know, yep. that you, you fell in love and you made those decisions. What they did was they made their heart and intentions clear, and, and then you responded to their heart and intentions. So I think that's a big deal. I, I, I deeply and genuinely encourage you to pray. Mm-hmm. So the one that draws people to repentance is the Holy Spirit. Yep. It's not Jeff right. or whoever. And asking the Lord, being the widow who won't take no for an answer that the mm-hmm. Bible uh, describes, and and pray, 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 ask God for the no-brainer moment, ask Him for the conversations, Sometimes a person isn't 
uh, old enough or sick enough. They don't have eternity in their view enough. Mm -hmm. So sometimes as life progresses, their certainty changes. And there's an openness there that wasn't there before. So you pray, 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 you relationship, 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 make your case clear, make Mm -hmm. that tomorrow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And just with boldness, uh, and I'd say this is friends, this is anybody, like with boldness, just say, can I I tell you why this is important to me, Mm -hmm. right? But I've had this happen. Like I I have a a dear friend I love very much, and um, I did everything that I just uh, said, and I and he let, he listened he'd listen to me about anything right we're we're we love each other and he looked at me and he said I wish I could uh, believe what you say but I don't mm-hmm. and I'm actually I'm like well we're being honest and I was honest he was honest I don't need to hound him mm-hmm. I need to pray for him and be my friend he knows exact because I made it clear this is exactly where I stand mm-hmm. and my fear for you. Mm-hmm. Right, so I ha- I have to give that over to the Lord, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm like the pestering widow, you know, with the judge. I'm like, ah, I just keep asking. Yep. You know, um, and and it's funny over time. We we kind of had that, you know, define the relationship moment. That was a while ago. Now, over time, we've returned to that conversation. Yep. Like he he remembered it. And he knows and. But it's it's out of my control. So mm-hmm. if something happened to him, I would be broken hearted, but I wouldn't feel responsibility mm-hmm. if that's a way to say it. Sure. Because I, I did my very best, mm-hmm. you know. And that responsibility shifts to him then. Yeah. And those conversations, uh, whether it was for the first time or whether they're repeated, we never know how that's, that's right. a part of someone's journey. I mean I well, this is actually both of our stories. We grew up in the church, right? Hearing a version of the gospel for years, and I didn't want to. I mean, I was against it. I mean, I would participate in church because I didn't want to be zapped to hell instantaneously. <laughs> but it took me a long time to realize, oh, God wants a relationship with me, and I need it and want it too. That's right. Yeah, th- this shows up a thousand different ways, mm-hmm. right? And and. Uh, we are the one. We are the we are the feet that bring the good news, mm-hmm. right? The Holy Spirit of God does the convicting and the inviting, um, and so this is you get into like you know some so others reap, mm-hmm. and um, and you don't know how the Holy Spirit interacts with someone. You mm-hmm. don't know uh, when you, when you take this to like a a stereotypical. Thing, like they're on their deathbed and they haven't accepted mm-hmm. Jesus yet. If you've told them and mm-hmm. they know the truth, you don't know how the Holy Spirit's interacting with mm-hmm. them. So at that point, what you're doing is you're entrusting them to a loving and gracious mm-hmm. God. Yep. Like God loves them, and he, he's, he's full of grace and he's rich in mercy. Mm-hmm. And, and if, if, their heart, if they harden their heart... Um, you can't do anything about it because God couldn't do anything about it. Sure, you know, so so that they they are responsible then for their decisions. But that that's where I would start. That's what I would do. I would not be um, 
manipulative. I would not be, well, maybe if the grandkids invite them to that. I'm like, <laughs> they should invite their grandpa to, you know, whatever they want to invite their grandpa to. Don't do that. Just, just be clear uh-huh. and direct with someone. That'll have a much greater effect than yep. being tricky or sneaky about yeah. it. Now, there are all kinds of relational components that go into this, too. If you want to build a relationship, one of the key things is to listen. Right. And so what is their hang-up with Jesus? What is their hang-up with—I mean, maybe they think heaven is floating on a cloud playing a harp with wings for eternity. Yeah. That sounds kind of awful to me, too. That's not what heaven's going to be like. Yeah. You know, and my guess is that's not their hang-up, but it could be so many things— and the Lord addresses a lot of those in the Scripture. He might have addressed some of those in you. It might just be a misunderstanding. There are lots of ways, but if we don't ask those questions, what 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 are some of the barriers, Dad? What are some of the barriers, friend, that That's right. you feel like are keeping you from this? That's what I mean by relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, like dig dig into that and understand it. A lot, a lot of people have wounds from their childhood, yep, yep. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and they, they think that Christians are Jesus— and like even like explaining that a little bit, um, I, I don't know. You need to know, and it, it, it's remarkable to me where, where I would really challenge somebody. It's remarkable to me how people know and love people and don't know anything about their soul, and yep. they don't ask the questions. And they're like, ah, I don't go there with my dad. Well, what's his hang up? I don't know. I never ask him. Well, why why won't he go to church? Why did you always have to go to the gym? I you know I never we never talked about it. I'm like, well, talk about it. Right. Yep. You know, ask the question, press them a little bit, and and we we get like intimidated because our relationships have settled into something kind of shallow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Take take an you know take another step on that and see what comes up. Mm-hmm. I do that all the time. It's it's amazing what people will talk to you about when you start asking them. Absolutely. You know, so yep. and especially if that person loves you. Yep. I you know, every once in a while my kids will say, Dad, I need to talk to you. And first of all, I love that. Mm-hmm. And secondly, I drop everything. And third, if you ask me right now, I could probably tell you what we talked about. Be- because there's there's a a magnitude or an importance when they say, Dad, I need to talk to you about something. Mm-hmm. And and I think that is the kind of stuff I'm I'm talking about. You can do all that, you can do everything, and your loved one can reject yep. God. And and um I just say don't give up. Yep. And know that Jesus loves them and he is gracious and merciful in all that he does. That's awesome. What's well, a big deal? Um, you know, and and we'll be uh, praying for your father, um, mm-hmm. you know, praying um, that he does the things that Jeff and I just talked about, that he would see Jesus the way that he is meant to be seen and that he would yield his life to him um, well, and hopefully well before it's his last days, and then he can live out some of his life and, and that loving relationship with you too. If you have questions that you'd like us to address or engage here on Mixed Messages, you can always do that at bath.gracechurches.org slash messages. And if we can help you take any unique next steps, perhaps you're in one of the boats of this family, you're asking the questions, or maybe you're trying to figure out how to share, reach out, let us know. We'd love to walk with you and pray with you through those things as well. If you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more of it, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review our podcast. 
And if you're looking for a church home and don't have one, you can always join us on the weekend here at Grace in person or online if you're out of the area as well. Thank you very much for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. Catch you next time. Thank you.